welcome back guys to the beyond condition podcast today i am doing a solo episode and this is something that i've wanted to do since having a bit of a life-changing experience when i recently went on holiday and when i did a solo episode a while back about my story and that was before bodybuilding and into bodybuilding it was really well received and it made me think about how potentially the solo episodes and being totally honest with my experiences whether that be in life or through bodybuilding how that could actually really help other people understand potentially things that they're going through the thoughts and feelings that are associated with challenges in life so I'm hoping that this episode is enjoyable in a cathartic way for maybe some of you and also gives a little bit more substance to some of the things that you may be going through around the bodybuilding and the food behaviours, all of the stuff that I'm going to speak about today. Now, first of all, before we delve into today's episode anymore, I wanted to take a moment to just say thank you to everyone that does listen and tune in. Because of course, a podcast doesn't work unless you have people listen. And when I started this podcast, it was something for me that was giving back to the sport of bodybuilding. And it was also a really pivotal time for me to be able to utilize a time where there isn't much information out there about some of the subjects I cover in relation to bodybuilding. Now, of course, there is different takes on it across different podcast platforms, but in particular, bringing the awareness up about female use of PEDs in bodybuilding. This was something that I really wanted to delve into more in an open and honest way and to potentially help others that are looking at going down the assisted route or are, you know, already on that route and maybe want more information about whether they're on track for what their goals are within the sport. So that was a big, big thing for me to try and help I guess take that that scaremongering side of taking PEDs within this sport, take away the negatives of being assisted and just try and help to bridge that gap. And also, you know, there's many listeners that are natural athletes and I know that you guys find it interesting as well. So I'm in a very grateful position to be able to do this. And then the other subjects like mindset within bodybuilding is very, very important to me. I feel like it holds a lot of weight on our journey as bodybuilders and then delving into so many different topics. It really does fulfill me as an athlete, as a coach, as a podcaster. So thank you to everyone that continues to tune in. And of course, you know, I say at the end of every episode, If you do have any topics, if you do have any ideas for me and I can look at getting guests on that are going to help me go into these topics with a little bit more detail, please do let me know because I'd love to hear from you guys. But let's get stuck into today's episode. So the experience that I touched on at the start today was something that happened actually on the way to my recent holiday. So Well, it sort of started just before that, actually. Now, for my birthday, which was in April, Matt, my partner, actually got us a holiday to Turkey as a surprise. Like, this is, it was so like, wow, somebody's got me a holiday for my birthday. Well, not somebody, but, you know, as a gift, it was like, whoa, you know, it's a big, big gesture. And it's not something that happens a lot of the time. And I'm always a big believer in your birthday should be your day. You should definitely try and have something in that day or around that day where you almost give back to yourself because it's your day. So when Matt actually told me about the holiday, I was on my way back from the gym, going along, listening to music and in my own little space as you are after a workout. And I got a message on WhatsApp with a photo of my passport. And he said, you're going to need this. And I was like, "Okay, what does this mean? So I got home and he said, did you get my message? 
And then we had a conversation and he'd booked a 10 day holiday to Turkey for us to be there on my birthday and then spend some time either side of that. So the initial thoughts were very, very mixed. Now, of course, a gesture of this size is something that I would never, ever want to be ungrateful for is probably the best word. And actually, I did have that excitement there. I've always actually wanted to visit Turkey. And so that ticked that box. It was like, wow, we're going to Turkey. But then I went up to the toilet and I ha- I was inundated with these thoughts and feelings towards going on a holiday I remember I sat on the toilet and straight away I felt scared I felt really really scared because although I'm in off season and my off season has gone very very well and I've been in the sport of bodybuilding for probably 11 years now maybe even a little bit more I had these feelings of being scared anxious because I suddenly felt like I'm in a routine in off season I feel like my off season is going very well I'm also heading into a longer off season for the first time which you may have heard me speak about in the podcast and in essence I don't want to fuck it up and then I had those thoughts of if I'm going to an all-inclusive holiday and there's going to be x amount of food there what's going to happen to me out of my routine am I going to be able to exhibit control around all you can eat food am I going to want to try different foods that are going to be not in my normal routine that are going to be potentially higher in calories and all of these thoughts just went absolutely mental in my head and then I had this real sorrow that came over me because I didn't feel like I could embrace and enjoy what was happening that Matt had brought me this holiday and it was such a positive thing that then I was filled with such negativity and unhappiness with this holiday and it was only less than a week before we were going to go away that Matt surprised me with this so then it was this ultimate pressure of shit I need to, I guess, if I'm being honest, act happy that we're going on holiday. But deep down, I was feeling very, very scared. Then this brought about, you know, the the next few days of what do I do about this? What do I do about these feelings? How do I enjoy a holiday without potentially telling Matt what my genuine feelings were? Because it's so hard when you face challenges in life that uh, this is like a very, very good example of a conflict of interest because you want to enjoy something, but you also have feelings deep down that are not facilitating that. And I've always taken it back to a lot of the experiences I've had in bodybuilding and social occasions when I speak to clients that are struggling with certain things. When you care about something, when you want to do your best, it can exhibit negative and positive thoughts to certain situations. So my thoughts of, oh, shit, I don't want to go on holiday. I don't want to go out routine. What am I going to do? Well, because I care about my off season, because I care about my progress as a competitor. And I've cared about that for so, so long. If I work it out properly, if you've listened to my story, the episode that I spoke about, that was a portion of my life that was very much out of my control. Being a child, being a teenager and being exposed to certain things, I never had control. So for my whole adult life, I've controlled it through bodybuilding. And previously before that, I did do triathlon, but definitely not to the same level. So that's my whole adult life has been funneled into bodybuilding and controlling what I eat, controlling my training, controlling my daily intention to be in the best athlete I can. So it's then very hard for me to go, well, 
why wouldn't you have certain thoughts like this when it comes to doing something like going out of your routine because it's so so important and then there's parts of me that are like how am I going to live the rest of my life if I'm institutionalized by not going on holiday by not immersing in social occasions because it means being exposed and out of routine and that isn't a life that's not something that I can look forward to so again it then falls back to but I want to be the best bodybuilder I can and then you can see how the thought processes go absolutely mental in your own mind and then this then led to on holiday we were on the plane on the way there so it's like a three hour and 14 minute flight and most of the flight was you know we have a laugh and whatever and then I don't really know how it came about I do believe in things happening for a reason and we were getting close to being at the destination and I just burst out into tears and essentially owned up to how I'd felt about the holiday I think actually on reflection it came from a conversation where Matt said are you looking forward to being on holiday for your birthday or did I do the right thing booking a holiday for your birthday I think that was it and I was like I'm gonna have to just be honest because he hadn't really asked that question in that way before and you know what it's like in general life when you're getting ready for a holiday so much to think about that's probably not a conversation that you'd have and actually this is something I spoke about with Carly on the pod when she came on about when you have something that you want to talk to someone about which involves confrontation should we call it a conflict it's probably not best to do that when you're both busy etc in normal life it's best to do it at a time where it's you know you're you're away from stresses of life and this was the perfect spot how bait we are on the middle of a of a flight <laughs> so it it was hard like these thoughts and feelings that I'd had for the days leading up to the holiday just came out but it was also representative of the food behaviors the food pathologies whatever we want to call them that I hold deep inside and certainly in the last well this off season really and since being with Matt I truly felt like I addressed a lot of the food behaviors that I had that I have and I felt in a really good spot and then what I'd realized is because I'm so much happier now than I have been previously as a bodybuilder that I have addressed a lot of the thoughts and feelings around food a lot of the actions that I take around food but there was still a lot of thoughts that are buried deep 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 and this also signifies for me the level of ownership you can take to your own problems your own issues you can do that on a superficial level you can do that a little bit deeper but then you can go deep deep and I've dealt with a lot of challenges in my life I've dealt with abuse I've dealt with I guess what's the best word to say that lack of control that I spoke of as a child as a teenager it it was hard really really hard to be at the hands of other people's behavior so I guess I've dealt with that self deprivation that that lack of self-worth and I've worked hard to bring that back and then having the conversation on the plane with Matt where I just burst out into tears and and it just came out that I was scared to go on a holiday was like fuck there's still a lot more to deal with and again through talking about this today on the podcast and being completely open and honest I I've been in two minds I've been toying with the idea since it happened do I release an episode talking about this and not everyone will want to hear this it won't be for everyone and I never expect every episode to be I don't expect the podcast to be for everyone but 
I've always said with the podcast, if an episode reaches out to one person and it potentially offers, like I said at the start, some clarity, you can resonate. It maybe helps you to take the next step on your journey to deal with something. Then that's, that is worth it to me. And I mean that. So going back to this experience and I just, I was completely honest. I said to Matt, I'm scared. I'm scared to go on holiday because it's, it's hard. Like this is hard talking about this because I've spent those 11 years doing everything I can to be, like I say, the best bodybuilder I can possibly be. And bodybuilding is the first thing in my life where I've been able to do well through my own effort. And I've always, always tried to fit in and I guess pacify others to be the one that brings the good vibes, to be the one that supports others, to be honest, to put other people first, always. And that's something that I've worked on myself to try and prioritise my own mental health, my own energies. And then through the sport of bodybuilding, I've learned a lot. And then that level of care that goes into me wanting to be the best athlete possible has then led to me worrying about what impact it will have every time I'm out of my routine. And when I then started to talk about it, it came out a lot of the thoughts, feelings, actions I take on an daily basis every single day the thoughts I have around food quite honestly are so so draining that I didn't actually realize how much it was affecting my day-to-day life so when this all came out it was like this holiday for me was meant to happen for a reason it was meant to be now because of how far I've come already, I then, to, to then go further, to truly, truly understand myself and stop being so detrimental to myself on a daily basis, I then have to go deeper. And it's so tough to take ownership of all levels of self-deprivation, self negative self-talk etc because I've always thought would you ever get to a point where you're not negative about yourself truly ever negative about yourself and actually the work I've done for since leaving my unhappy marriage that I spoke about on my story is mental the depth I've the depths I've gone for my own sanity my own mental health has been crazy where I was in that very, very dark place where I didn't even want to get out of bed. I I was at points where did I want to end it because I didn't know what to do to come through that and then get to a point where I've assessed, reassessed, reassessed my inner circle. I've lost friends recently through different reasons from decisions I've made that maybe aren't aligning with what other people think and I've I've dealt with that I've sat with that again that's not easy it's very very hard but now then getting to that point where it's like I actually need to deal with the food behaviors and thoughts that I have with being honest with myself and taking ownership of that it's very uncomfortable but I always get that message across through bodybuilding, through coaching, through everything I do. It's in discomfort that we grow. It's in discomfort that we are able to evolve. So why wouldn't I then, the message I put across, why wouldn't I live by that? And when talking to Matt about this on the plane, 
I then realized how much of my day of my thinking power is consumed by my feelings around food and what that then brings to the rest of my life and it's mental because I I truly believe that I didn't know I was that controlling well maybe the thoughts were controlling me as much as they were until I had this conversation this actually is very similar to where I say about bodybuilding and and what that's given me and the elements of control I feel like I almost covered it up as well this is because it's important to me and this is bodybuilding so it's normal like this is the sport I'm a professional athlete why wouldn't I think about food all the time so potentially I then dumb that down in my own mind that actually there's a lot of experiences that I don't immerse in there's a lot of thought processes I have that are actually pretty detrimental to my own mental health and this conversation was like an epiphany it was like my whole world turned upside down but in a good way in a cathartic way I was like fuck that feels like I can only describe it as almost like a demon coming out of me at a sorrow a darkness leaving my body through talking to Matt about this and going fuck there's still quite a few things that I need to deal with myself but I can do it I'm not gonna shy away from this anymore I'm fed up of the negative self-talk that I have and that also relates to body image particularly in an off-season how I view myself and how I'm going to move forward when one day I don't compete anymore and I'm going to be Sarah and not just Sarah that competes, Sarah that's a bodybuilder. How can I do that if I don't deal with things now unless I do that and just lead the rest of my life in routine, being uncomfortable potentially not going out the house for social occasions, potentially not being able to do things that would be nice to do with the people that I love. And I see this a lot in our sport. And I never want to say there's a right or wrong way to do anything because everyone is into individual. Everyone deserves to do how they see best. And Everyone deserves the opportunity to explore different ways of thinking. And I don't feel like we should ever be at, so opinionated that it's your way or the highway. Because to be honest, it's bullshit. Everyone has different outlooks on life. Everyone should be worked with from a coaching point of view as an individual. Everyone has, well... <laughs> Most people have certain behaviours, thought processes that could improve, that could be dealt with to enhance their life and to feel better about themselves. And that doesn't have to be through one way. And what this experience has taught me so far is that I can take my time with it. I don't have to feel like it's fixed just because I've been able to identify it. And I know that it's going to be an extension of my journey. But luckily, being in my off season, being at this point in my life where I'm able to spend time delving into this, I'm at a point now where I feel much healthier off the back of prep, which does take time. You know, it's six months post-show. I can deal with these thoughts and feelings and actually then move forward in my life as a person and as a stronger bodybuilder. So when we then arrived in Turkey, of course, Matt's thoughts were of a mixed emotion. You know, should he have booked the holiday? Was it the right thing to do? Am I okay? 
And I kept residing back to this has happened for a reason. And when I had the initial thoughts and feelings about the holiday, when I sat on the toilet and got incredibly overwhelmed, it was this must be happening for a reason. And this is what I kept saying to Matt. The reason I didn't say anything before was because I don't want to be ungrateful. I want to have a nice holiday with the person that I love, you know. And that still is my thinking. That's still very much how I feel. That I wanted to explore this properly and for this to be the start of me dealing with my deep-rooted food behaviours. So my mission then, which I voiced to Matt, was I want to be able to go around the all-you-can-eat buffet, have a look what that is, and eat through preference, and eat till I've had a good portion, I've enjoyed it, and then go out, do a walk, go to the gym, whatever it may be. And it was breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I wanted to be able to do that at each each meal. And then maybe in the evening have a dessert or have a few desserts, depending on what there were. Still maintain my training, do our steps as we do on holiday. We always do crazy amounts of steps. But enjoy the food and not eat to desire, I guess, like pure desire. I'm just going to eat a load of food because it's there. I didn't want to put on a load of weight, which I know is very adverse to most people for an all-you-can-eat holiday. I wanted to just maintain and enjoy a different country and enjoy food being cooked for me, which is something I always talk about. When you go out for a meal, when you have a palate experience, enjoying someone else cooking for you. As bodybuilders, we cook for ourselves all the bloody time. Enjoying that, enjoying some different cuisine, some different flavours, some different palate experiences I wanted that to be my focus rather than how much food can I eat because it's an all you can eat. And being clear with that intention with Matt was quite hard in some respects because it's like, I don't want to put a downer on the holiday, but like I said to him, I need to do this and I need you to support me and understand. And I know that he does anyway, but this it doesn't feel negative to me it feels really good it feels really good that I'm dealing with these problems and he was like whatever you want to do we do so initially you know the first couple of days it's exciting there's different foods and what have you and rather than you know get immersed in that I'm going to eat everything like I say I was able to start looking at different foods in a different way and through our mentorship with Austin I'm actually learning a lot more about my own GI health which has been compromised from years of extreme dieting and I actually looked around all the different foods and they had like a, a salad bar a fruit bar and they did like different meats each day that were grilled and you know delicious and suddenly I had this different thought process it was like for breakfast there wasn't really much I like I'm not massively into the croissants pastries breads this type of stuff pancakes waffles I can take or leave and they had this delicious salad bar and fresh meat so for breakfast I just settled into having a salad some fruit and fresh meat and that was fine for me. I'd then go and train or we'd go for a walk if it was a rest day. And then for lunch, they always did the hot meats, cooked meats. And then I'd have a salad, some fruit. And then there was like one day grilled sea bass, which I hadn't had for ages. And I was like, I'm going to try that. It was delicious. One day they had liver, which is something that I've always been like, oh, God, I don't want to have offal. Um, I tried it and it was like my body was like, wow, the iron, the food, the nutrition. And that was really nice. And then the evening, very similar setup. And then we'd have a dessert and maybe I'd have like a piece of Turkish bread or a bit of rice, a bit of tabbouleh, something like this. And that was pretty much the whole holiday. And it felt so good. And this then led to conversations we've had before, but we had again in a bit more depth. 
with how I've actually, as a bodybuilder, treated all you can eat or half board or where it is, holidays where food is available. And Matt was saying I should mention this on this episode because he was, it blew him away. There's two experiences that actually blew him away. The first time we went on, on a half board holiday to Fuerteventura, where we had a proper holiday, I actually said to Matt, I've never eaten red meat at a at this type of setup. I've never eaten a whole egg at this type of setup. I've never eaten pasta, rice. I've never eaten these types of foods. So the first couple of foods there, and like oily fish as well, are fat sources. Also things like hummus or things that are basically just fats. And then, you know, obviously red meat, oily fish, that has protein as well. And then rice, pasta, breads. I'd never had a pastry at a breakfast, like if you stay at a hotel and you have the breakfast included. Because for me, I would always lean on just having lean protein and micronutrients. I wouldn't ever let myself have something like red meat because I was scared of the fat content. I never let myself have whole eggs because I was scared of the fat content. I'd never have rice, pasta, all of those things because, again, I was scared of having carbohydrates that weren't through fruit and veggies. So I'd numbed my palate to then not have these foods and told myself that I'm a bodybuilder. And if anyone questioned it, I would say I'm a bodybuilder. I don't eat those foods. Although we do have rice, you know, we have red meat, etc. I would then say, oh, you know, I, I don't have those foods and I'd pass it off as I'm going to go for lean meat. So I'm going to have fruits, veggies, etc. Because on a holiday, for me, that wasn't, I'm going to go on holiday and put on a shitload of weight, very similar to this holiday. That's not what I wanted to do. So when I then reflect, every single holiday I've been on, I've, in these setups, always leaned on that type of behaviour. But then if I would go for a meal, I would still do a very similar thing, but then I'd maybe have a dessert or... I'd have something with a start. So I'd have maybe a starter. So I'd have like calamari or something. Then I'd have my main chicken and veg ordinarily, or maybe some potato. But I'd potentially, you know, assess that. I'd have a look at it and go, do I need all the potato? Because I'm having a dessert and because I've had calamari. So it's almost two ends of the spectrum, which is when I voice it, it could sound quite confusing but then I expand on it and I go okay so if I was on holiday and I ate to that regime in the the buffet scenario in the hotel that then I felt in my mind would facilitate if we then went for a meal out on top of that so went away from the resort or whatever that may be or whether I was to save this for the dinner type setup and have three servings if I've eaten fuck all in the day, then when I have dinner, that would be okay. And I do my training, I do my steps, all of these things. And I think in my mind that then facilitated balance. It made it feel okay that I was able to then have a dinner that was more of a palate experience, but then stay tight in the day. But then I was still never having, you know, in the in the morning, never having any fats, never having any carb. Well, I would have very low carbohydrate and then I'd keep it protein based. I'd be so hungry all day and then I'd have lunch and do pretty much the same thing. And then I'd be hungry again leading into dinner. Potentially, I could end up eating more at dinner because I'm really hungry and I've done a workout, I've done steps, etc., etc. But for me, because I'm able to sit with hunger, I wasn't realizing that actually all day I'd then just be thinking about food. 
So this then leads me on to a time where then when I started with my coach, Tom, in my last off season, he helped me address these initial behaviours. And this is where I spoke about earlier. I've addressed a lot of the behaviours to quite a deep level, but there's still a little bit of remnants left. And, and we're talking specifically about holidays here. Tom actually helped me with when I was having off planned days, I would exhibit the ve very similar thought process. So I'd have protein only throughout the day and then I'd have dinner. And where I was height of off season, he actually helped me to go, right, let's have some food, some carbohydrates at breakfast again at lunch. And then when you go for a meal, you're not as hungry and then you can actually enjoy that meal a little bit more and maybe not eat as much of the higher calorific food. So I started to work on actually fueling myself in the day a little bit more rather than going very, very low. Like I would have a protein paste and that would do me for like the first five hours of the day. But I'd be very hungry. I'd then attempt to train and then I'd have like chicken and lettuce. So it wasn't about necessarily eating a shitload of food, but at least having some fuel there. So that was where I started to work on those behaviours. And then when Matt and I were having these conversations, from a point of how he's done all you can eat before, how he's worked with people to have enjoyment through food, how he's worked on himself to have enjoyment through food, he actually felt quite sad in some respects for me that actually I'd never been on a holiday and at breakfast gone, what do I fancy today? Now, the most recent holiday, there wasn't anything that I wanted away from having boiled egg whites, some fresh meats, fruit and salad. But in previous holidays, there was opportunities for maybe me to try different foods that I'd seen. You know, sometimes you might see something like an omelette and go, that would be really nice to have an omelette. Someone cooked me a nice omelette. You know what it's like when a chef cooks something like this. It's a whole nother level. Would that have been quite nice to be able to maybe have that? Would it be nice to have fried eggs on a bit of toast one day? But I'd never done that. And when I said I never had red meat at an all-you-can-eat or a half board, he was like, you've never had red meat. Now, obviously, a lot of bodybuilders love a bit of steak and this type of thing. But I, I've never done it because, again, when we're talking about this being like an all-you-can-eat setup, I think probably when I think about it and when I talk out loud, maybe I was scared because if I liked that, if I liked, say, the red meat as an example, would I then want more? And then would my fat content for the day go up because I'd had more, although it's through a good source of fat, it's through red meat? Would I then want more and then I'm essentially, I feel like I'm having too many calories. If I had something like rice or pasta, would that have the same effect? If I had something like pasta with a sprinkle of cheese on it and then I had some steak throughout that day. So then I'm having cheese, I'm having pasta with a sauce, I'm having steak. All of these thoughts and feelings would go through my mind and it would drive me absolutely batshit crazy because I'd be thinking the whole time I'm not going to eat these foods because I don't want to gain weight I don't want to fuck it up I can maintain control in these scenarios and again thinking out loud I maybe thought that I was quite elite doing this I thought there was this elevated sense of purpose because I can control myself on holiday I'm maybe better than other people that can't but I'm no better than anybody else. We all have strengths and weaknesses, should we say. We all have things we're able to do. You know, not many people go into this sport and continue it for years and years and years because it is hard and you're always, you're always under this, I guess, undercurrent of pressure, especially through social media, especially because being a coach is my job to be able to exhibit control, to be able to hold on to body composition, to be able to keep pushing through comfort zones, to be strong, to not show weakness. But that doesn't mean that you're better than anyone else. And by 
living under this illusion of it being okay to think and feel like this because I'm a bodybuilder is what has led me to that point where it's like, actually, it's not okay to live like this in isolation of my own mind. So going back to this sort of epiphany and what happened on the flight and what then the conversation was to enjoy the holiday and exhibit control around food and not feel like I was overwhelmed by loads of food choices that I wanted to have but wouldn't let myself have. Also off the back of that, feeling the need to go and do excess cardio or do more to facilitate not gaining weight, which was important to me. You know, not necessarily not gaining weight, but I didn't want to go on holiday and gain half a stone. It's not what I want to do on a holiday, especially with this long off season, you know. and to then come back from holiday and go, fuck, I did it. I've now, the since coming back from holiday, I feel free. I feel freedom. And like I've said, this is a journey. This is something, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to switch off that I think about food in the way that I do and the, the thought processes I have. But... I've taken the first step. I've spoken to Matt about it. I actually spoke to my coach about it and told him what happened. I'm voicing it. So it's no longer just me battling with this. It's not just internal for me. It's not just me every single day thinking, I don't want to fuck this up. And this also leads to my own feeling of, what I've the behaviors I've exhibited in the past and taking ownership of that now when I say I have food capacity I actually do like I can eat a a, a quite a big amount funnily enough I spoke about this with the girls and boys when we did the bodybuilding couples podcast about who could eat the most out of each couple and I can genuinely eat a good amount of food you know I'm not just saying oh yeah I can eat a smash a load of food because I'm cool and whatever else it's not that for me it's always been that I do actually genuinely enjoy food but I can easily not eat it and restrict and prep and control that so it's again it's a very very strange conflict and I spoke to Matt about this especially in this setup of like loads of fresh food cooked for you when you're on holiday it's like I could easily eat a lot of that food but it could be a load of different veggies a load of fruit some grilled meats and grilled fish all nutritious food but I could eat a lot because my capacity is there and god knows where it came from but when we spoke about this on the bodybuilding couple one Emily was saying how she was able to go to this like Brazilian place where it's unlimited meat and eat more than Alex. Georgia can eat more than Matt and Kelly can eat more than Donovan. And I then thought, is this a bodybuilding female thing or what? But anywho, I digress. This conflict of interest of wanting to eat a lot of good food, but not allowing myself to because I know that something like the red meats and the oily fish is going to be higher in calories albeit it's good calories quote unquote it's still going to be more calories than maybe I would have in a a one sitting ordinarily so I worked on that throughout the holiday and it felt really really good to just go you know we eat three times a day my protein target is between 200 and 215 so that meant you know like 70 grams of protein each time I eat that for me is sick. Like I love protein. If you know me, you know I love protein. So then I would then have my portion of protein three times a day. And because the lunch and the dinner was hot grilled meat, that was my preference to enjoy a couple of fillets of sea bass or, you know, a couple of steaks. They weren't big steaks, by the way. They were average size. And then some char grilled chicken or whatever it may be. So in the morning, I have a bit less protein and then I'd have more for my meal 
2 and Mamil 3. And yes, there's lots of talks about having too much protein in one feeding, etc., etc. But for me to enjoy the food, explore different foods on holiday for 10 days of doing this and enjoying that and having that experience that's cool with me you know it may not be optimal again quote unquote but that's what I wanted to do I wanted to preference having different meats different fish having veggies having fresh micronutrients this type of stuff and what I started to explore more as well is widening my palette of having different veggies having different fruits that maybe I haven't had back home and then I've extended that into coming back home which is super super cool but this now leads me to another food behavior that I've suppressed my whole time through bodybuilding and that's the second experience that I said that I would talk about which blew Matt's mind was one day we got up and Matt said should we go for a breakfast and I was like, shit, straight away. I don't normally go for off-plan meals for breakfast. One, because I can eat less in the day and feel better with that. But also going back to this sitting with hunger and that not being, you know, too good for me. I would rather go for like a post-workout lunchtime or dinner ordinarily. Post-workout is my favourite. And then just eat light in the morning and have something light before bed. So first of all, it was like, oh, fuck. And now when I'm truthful, it's like I would then feel like if I had breakfast, then I've got to eat fuck all all day. And I'm going to feel like shit for the rest of the day. Because if I have a breakfast, I'm going to feel almost bad for that. Have the negative thought processes. How much have I eaten? Have I eaten most of my calories? I'm going to have to eat just protein for the rest of the day. Then I'm going to wake up the next day hungry, blah, 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 blah. All these thoughts and feelings that go through my head, you know, it, it, it is, it's hard, it's draining, like I said. And on this day, I just said to Matt, that'd be nice. It was a rest day, a day off. And I just thought, for fuck's sake, you know, just go for a breakfast. And it was, it was the first time after this breakfast that I actually said to Matt ordinary for me every time I go for a meal out and this is something I've spoken about on the podcast you always know when you're when you know about food you know that's about that much protein that's about that much fat that's about that much carbs have I hit my targets da, 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 da. and it was the first time I'd been for a breakfast where I'd had sausages and it was the first time that I sat down and had a breakfast and I didn't go, that is two sausages are going to be 20 to 30 grams of fat. There's some scrambled egg there that's going to be 20 grams of fat. I'm just putting figures here. There's a piece of toast there that's going to be 20 to 25 grams of carbs. I actually just sat down and I ate the breakfast and I enjoyed it. I just sat and I enjoyed it. And then I didn't feel the need to self-restrict for the rest of the day. And when I voiced that to Matt, he was like, fuck. First of all, you've never had a sausage at breakfast because you've been too scared to have fat from that. But you've never actually sat down at a meal and gone, I'm just going to eat that for a palate experience. Because even when it's post-show, even when it's a meal out that you're not tracking that you're enjoying that you're immersing with family I would always still tot up how many roughly calories are in that and potentially what I'd maybe need to offset that how I would work that into my day etc 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 and that started I guess this was like I think January that started my thought processes of dealing with that type of behavior around meals out and that then of course is a, is a small almost stepping stone to what I experienced recently. And then when all of this combined, all of these things that I've spoken about today, when I then look back at my time as a bodybuilder and why potentially I've never done a longer off season than 10 months, 
and I have touched on this before on social media, I would always push up for the purpose of gaining as much muscle tissue as I could. I'd always know that there's a prep around the corner. So I could sit in that discomfort, but also it would exhibit periods of going for off-plan meals, eating to capacity because I wanted to, eating a lot after days of eating fuck all. And then the next day, because I know that it's energy in, energy out, I never felt like this was from a true self-restriction, more like I knew that if I went into cardio the next day or loads of steps, that it would help to offset some of the calories I'd taken in and it sat better for me. It's a very strange feeling because, of course, it would be, you know, ordinarily we'd think, fucking hell, that is the sign of self-restriction. But I'd always be doing the cardio thinking, oh, I'm enjoying doing my cardio. So when we look at it truthfully, it's elements of self-restriction there. And I got into these habits through off plan because I was eating to capacity. It would be more than I needed, shall we say, than maybe I wanted in certain examples. And then I was in this vicious cycle. And then I potentially look at cutting back through the rest of the week and whatever else. Um, And I'd think about that. And I never really did that for like, you know, I'd never do like a whole week because I was having off plan but I'd maybe have considerations to, you know, I wouldn't cut out food, but I'd maybe, I'd always want to hit my off season targets in my macros, but I'd maybe add, like I say, a little bit of cardio in the week or do a few extra steps or wherever it may be. And this was the behaviors that I was exhibiting through all of my off seasons. I would say probably in the half of, half of my, my off seasons in my first two or three off seasons I actually worked with Steve and my old coach to be able to have off plan because in that first portion maybe three or three four years I didn't actually want to have off plan because of these feelings that I'm having now of being scared of not hitting my macros of not being a bodybuilder now I think that personally this laid very heavy on because I hadn't placed or won a show. I wouldn't even tell people I was a bodybuilder and that I competed because I didn't feel I'd earned the right to be a bodybuilder. So that then meant if I had off plan, that's another factor towards me not being a bodybuilder. And I was scared of socializing. I was scared of going out. I was scared of food. So these same thought processes there, it's almost like I've gone in waves. The first three or four years were being scared to go out and Stephen then had to empower me to be able to socialise, to be able to go and make memories in off-season, have different palate experiences, to then going into periods of, I guess, self-restriction, eating to capacity, eating more than I, like I said, quote-unquote needed to. Then it's got me to this point where it's like a mixture of all of them there's still traits of right at the start. There's still traits of, you know, I guess being scared that I'd go out of control. And the funny thing is, it doesn't feel like I was ever out of control because I never ate to a point where I wanted to be sick or make myself sick. But I ate to capacity and my capacity is big. So it was then like, what the fuck do I do? Because I enjoyed it. And this is where it didn't feel like self-restriction per se, because I'd enjoy the experience. But I know I don't need to eat that much food. I don't need to eat to capacity, especially if I'm going to exhibit good, a good relationship with food and food behaviours. So I must then reflect again on all of what I've done throughout my whole time as a bodybuilder has always been because I've cared to be the best bodybuilder I can and I've tried to self-restrict too much and then I've tried to immerse in social occasions almost too much and eat to capacity and then pull back then I'm doing a mix and then it's like what, what do I do what maybe you know that's why I've buried it so much because I don't know what to do because it's difficult because it's hard not 
that I don't want to deal with things that are hard and difficult, but is it better to just suppress it and not tell anyone to not voice it? Because why can't I just push on? I'm always going to have negative connotations with food. But then I've realised I don't have to. And it's not weakness, me doing a podcast episode about this, talking to Matt, talking to my coach. It's actually me doing the right thing for me and taking ownership of this because I'm fed up of being drained all the time by my thoughts and feelings towards food and not being able to go and have a fucking meal out and genuinely enjoy it without feeling like there's some sort of negative off the back of that or before that. And there was funny things that I used to do a lot, which I didn't realise till recently. I don't do anymore. I'd have to take light mayo everywhere I go if I go for a meal out because I'd want to have some sauce, say, with some chips if I had chips, but I didn't want to have full fat. Now I've realised I can eat chips without sauce because it was like, I don't need to take fucking light mayo in my handbag every time. But there was periods of time where it, it ended up me being like, it ended up being quite funny, it ended up being unique to me, and I, and it was funny, you know, I quite liked it. What I also realised is with, I spoke about inner circle and, you know, my work around that, is that I also realised that during the periods of self-restriction right at the start, there were certain people that weren't right for me to be around, and it actually made it it exaggerated it in my mind that I wanted to retreat away from social occasions because I didn't enjoy spending time with certain people. And an easy way to do that was to self-restrict and be a bodybuilder. Then in the period of actually trying to enjoy off-plan eating more and, and immersing in that, I was going for off-plan meals with people that would encourage me to eat to capacity that would almost say, it's so cool that you can eat so much and all this type of stuff. And I was going through a period of time where I was finding myself away from being married in my previous unhappy marriage. And then I thought this was super cool. Like people were like, oh, you can eat loads. Go on, go on and, and whatever. Then I realized those people actually would say things behind my back that I have problems with food, that I do protein modifast in the day so I can eat shit loads and that I've got issues. And when I found that out, again, it made me feel like absolute shit, very, very upset. I've pulled away from those people, of course. But then it was like, again, it was like I was just eating to capacity in social scenarios to have some fun, to make new friends. And I found it was fun, you know, like doing this type of stuff. Oh, you know, you can eat another cookie, go on, have some more ice cream. And it'd be like, well, I can because I don't feel full. So, okay, cool. And and everyone would laugh and it'd be funny. Then realising that people would talk this way about me behind my back was fucking hard. It was so, so hard. Because I then needed to come away from these people. I needed to then go, have I got a problem? Am I, is this me binging? Is this, what's happening? Like, I thought I was fitting in. I thought I was making friends. I thought that these people found it funny. Another reason to retreat and go, fuck it, I'll go into routine again and not then out eat eat out. And it's such a mixture of emotions around all of this. It's so, so very hard. And what I'm now realizing is that I think that people are always going to have opinions. But if you have the right people around you and you do what sits right with you, within your soul, within your how you want to be seen how you want to feel inside that opinions aren't facts we can take them in or let them go and opinions are often going to upset us if they're not maybe aligning with what we were trying to do you know behaving in a certain way and whatever else and also for me as a coach working with people I work with people to help on their food behaviors and and how they feel about themselves and that was almost like another reason why I wasn't sure about this episode, because it would be easy for 
those people those small-minded people to go well why are you working with people if you still have behaviors you want to work on yourself and in all due respect to people that think that way i can still be the best coach of my ability by working on myself at the same time and taking ownership of the food behaviors i have and that's my genuine thoughts i'm investing in my own coaching ability through as i mentioned earlier the mentorship with austin through my years of competing when i think about it it would be you know i'm going to say it it would be pretty abnormal if i hadn't picked up some sort of food behaviors from extreme dieting back to back for nearly 11 years so I personally feel like if I can take ownership and deal with this, this again is something that I can accelerate my own coaching skills with and be able to help even more people that maybe listen to this episode, that maybe see something on my social media and go, this is someone working on their own behaviours that have over the years accumulated and what have you, and I'm actually dealing with it and I want to do something about it. Because although I want to bodybuild for the rest of my life, I won't compete for the rest of my life. And what life am I going to have when I come away from that if I don't deal with these things now? And I actually saw something on social media the other day and it sparked something in me. And it was um, something along the lines of influencers are full of you know, promos and protein shakes and selling bands and selling as in glute, you know, to do glute exercise and whatever else in the gym and, and all this sort of stuff. And it was along the lines of, I'm not an influencer. I did a post about this. If you coach people, if you have a podcast, if you work with anyone, you are in a place of influence. And that is something that should be taken with pride. And I will always say that. And I'll always be open and honest about my own struggles, about my own challenges and what I've faced in the sport. If I'm asked, I will do my best to answer that. And you, I am in a place of influence because if someone listens to this, they're going to hear what I say. If I have clients, they're going to be working with me on a daily basis to improve you know, to work towards their goals. And that is a place of influence. And I, you know, I've spoken about many, many experiences through the podcast on my social media, conversations with clients. You don't always know that you have certain thoughts and feelings because for me as a bodybuilder, everything is day in, day out, it's steps, it's training, it's food, it's et cetera, et cetera. There's so many boxes to tick, as we like to say, in a day. The thoughts and feelings that I was previously having, I don't feel like I was fully aware of those and how detrimental they could potentially be until I was then exposed to this experience. So I'll always be open and honest with that. And then I can move forward with this way of thinking because I've dug deeper. And that doesn't mean... I'm never going to have these epiphanies again. It doesn't mean that all of these behaviours are going to disappear. But the important thing that I want anyone that listens to resonate with any of this is to know that you can take ownership and you can recognise that you have certain things you want to work on and you then can move forward and you can evolve as a person. And you're not alone. I say on the podcast at the end of every episode, if you ever want to reach out, if you ever want to tag me in a story, that I love to see it. I actually do. This is passion for me. This is why I do the podcast. This is why there's been an episode released every single week for nearly 18 months. And I mean it. I want to support people in this community or any walk of life. So... I want you to know as well is if you find yourself in these dark places, it is hard, but there is light. There is light when you start to realize what's happening. 
And that little bit of glimmer of light becomes bigger and bigger the more you can take steps to taking ownership and recognizing any problems that you may have. So if anyone does listen and resonate and wants to reach out and just have a conversation, please feel free to do that. And it's, I'm really hoping this episode comes across in the right way because that's all I want is to be in a place where I can talk honestly about my experiences as a bodybuilder and as a person and hopefully help others if you do experience similar things to what I do and even if you find it an interesting listen to understand more about me then I really do hope that you've enjoyed this episode so thank you for listening if you made it this far and I look forward to continuing the podcast, getting as many guests on that I can to cover so many different topics to help all of you guys on your bodybuilding journey. So thank you. And I will speak to you very, very soon.